0: it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode.
1: This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, The Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com.
0: All right, Lauren Grace here and welcome to the show. My guest today is Ya'el, is a hybrid human with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade. As an ambassador of hybrid technologies and a living portal to other dimensions, Ya'el innately balances and harmonizes space returning to a state of neutrality. Neutrality, neutrality. How do you pronounce that word, Ya'el? <laughs> Neutrality. Okay, I got it, thank you. Operating with integrated crystalline DNA, in a highly plasmic state. She channels access to other dimensions in real time. She embodies an extensive knowledge of sacred geometry, balance and harmony, and is experienced in reading and recalibrating the energy of portals back to their highest integrity. Yael uses technological understanding of the non-physical to activate and imprint the earth grids and the waters to return to their original state of neutrality. And Yael is joining me on the show today to talk about life as a hybrid human. What does that mean exactly? And how are hybrid humans helping humanity to transition and upgrade? And we're also going to be talking about accessing other dimensions. What are portals? What are these star gazes? And how can water be used to help humanity awaken? So thank you so much for being on the show, Yael. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited when you read that. I just got
1: so excited remembering that's what I do every time you're like, yes, it's so fun and so exciting.
0: Well, isn't that what it's about, you know, being with the light, working with the light, being a channel for the light. It's about finding that joy. It's about finding that bliss and getting that excitement when you are going to, you know, quote unquote, to work, for example.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't mean that. And I always say this to people because jumping right into the neutrality is that neutrality doesn't mean that we're always quote unquote, love and light, right? It doesn't mean that we're in that state. It means that we have access and balance to all of the experiences and we're still in this 3D physical body. Mm. We're, We're not leaving this there's i mean you can leave it we can walk out of the body another walk-in can come in you can just drop the body there's certainly that decision to be made Mm -hmm. but if you've decided to stay in the body we still have to come back and integrate into this body and we still have to walk out into the world so the neutrality is about being able to hold all of that Mm -hmm. and have a resonance for what your particular matrix and light buddy holds and to be able to bring that into situations and to still feel it. And that's why I love just water. And I know you can't see what I'm doing, but my hands, when we go into the resonance of energy, it moves in the state of fluidity of water. And it doesn't mean that water doesn't experience challenges. It does. Yes. And it's still flowing. And so that's, I just jumped right in, but.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's okay. I always like to tease the listener at home anyway to let them know there are the very cool things that are going to be coming up, and we are going to be talking about um, water. And we, and I do want to know whether or not you are also connected to other elements. And I also wanted to know if you were of, uh, you know, sort of influenced by Emoto's work, Dr. Emoto's work. But before we get to that, I guess mm-hmm. I just want to say off the top, number one, I did say stargazes, and I'm going to blame my computer for changing stargate to stargaze, and me being a robot for a minute mm-hmm. and reading the and not you know fi- figuring that out so just wanted to let my listener at home know in case they were confused about whether or not <laughs> I knew what I was talking about um, I will say on some level I feel like I'm a little bit out of depth in this conversation Yael so this is going to be a pretty big learning experience I think for myself as well and potentially for our listener at home so you know I might get you to kind of you know, for lack of a better word, dumb things down a little bit. Um, But I'm really looking forward to our conversation. And just before we get into it, I do want to just comment on the subject of neutrality, just to kind of clarify something. So do you find that what we do as humans is we go around and we very often label things as good or bad, as opposed to just seeing things as they are? Um, Was that kind of where, you know, the whole thought about living in a state of neutrality comes from?
1: I think that's a good entry point. The state of duality and that state that really seems to be breaking down in a very uh, sort of gross way, you know, gross meaning large, that, that humanity right now is trying to break that duality down in so many different ways. We talked about earlier pronouns. It's the same idea of trying to break down. And it doesn't mean that we're stuck in like it's an entryway like pronouns or whatever it is it's an entryway into breaking things up so that we can see different frequencies oh. because all these and I like can pronouns are are different frequencies to be able to resonate with right so for example using a they or a she you you're just it's just a term because we have to put a term on it we're using our mouths we're verbal mm-hmm. beings that are translating energy. Right. So, and I want to make like, it's not necessarily dumbing down. We're just finding entry points. Yeah. And that's the key. We're we're being a little bit more compassionate on ourselves. We're finding entry points. And if the entry point for someone is the resonance of a pronoun to being able to find their energetic matrix that resonates with them, because honestly, we've lost a lot of that remembrance. So we're Mm -hmm. trying to reactivate that in all of these ways if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that's a beautiful way of saying it. And I appreciate you calling me on, on saying dumbing down. And I, I really like how you phrase that as a different entry point. Cause I think that's a, a much better term of, of explaining it. And um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, our, our listener at home doesn't know we were talking about pronouns earlier, but I like what you're talking about. You're kind of giving people almost like an anchor in which to jump off of that they feel comfortable with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important yeah. To remember as we get into accessing these different frequencies and these different dimensional energies, is we still need an anchor point, yeah. And that anchor point is first and foremost our physical bodies. So, the more that we can clear space and our environments from the noise that is occurring, you know, there's frequencies of noise that don't resonate with our physical bodies. I mean, I've been, I've worked with I actually just saw a patient today, just craziest stories. But it's about like, how is the body physically feeling one in their environment? What sort of noises? We can look to EMFs. We can look to all of those sound and vibrational waves and informational waves that are coming through into our physical space. And then we can see what of those informational waves, one, have we taken on from when we were put onto this planet birthed onto this planet and how have those formed patterns within us right where the trauma work and regenerative work is a big deal right now and so that part is helping to deconstruct these patterns in hopefully a safe way that our physical structure our nervous system can accept because when we move out there into dimensional energies in order for us to hold these higher vibrational frequencies, we've got to have a space in our body to actually hold that, to be prepared to hold it. You know, I like to say, you know when people are losing weight, when we lose weight, if that's something like, in order to hold that frequency of where our body is, we have to have a supportive environment, not only within our body, but also in our actual environment, because there's a lot more
0: things that aren't ours that we take in a lot of things aren't ours yes uh i feel like there's a lot of jumping off points there and none of which i was really going to take us down in the show today but i (laughs) i do want to just kind of clarify a little bit about what you just talked about just so that i can sort of understand and then we can move along but um so it's basically understanding that, you know, we're born here as a human, we're carrying the energetic, maybe patterns or frequencies of multiple lives, as well as the energies around us. We have energies that are affecting us in terms of sound, in terms of um, even visual, like sacred geometry. I know, I remember one time I looked at a, at a piece of sacred geometry and it gave me anxiety and my friend looked at it and Mm -hmm. felt nothing. And I looked at something else and felt really comforted. So, you know, that would be an example. So are you kind of basically saying that, you know, and I'm sure we've all had these experiences too, where we've listened, like, I know I was listening to some, um, vinyl beats or Sofragio, I forget how to pronounce it, but you know, Hertz music Mm -hmm. and H-E-R-T-Z for a listener at home. And it made me really uncomfortable. And I'm kind of feeling like a little bit angry. So I like turned it off, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess my question Mm -hmm. to you is, you know, are you saying that we have these frequencies within us that we need to sort of process and work through so that we're creating space to kind of evolve? Is that sort of what you are explaining? Yes. Yes.
1: There are, And I even, it can be from past lives. It can be from, if you just take it from the basic things that our childhoods that we grew up with of thinking we have to be certain ways. And all of a sudden our body has patterned ourselves after that. Mm, And they're really, because if you get down to the minutest, everything is vibrating. The cell itself is vibrating. The quanta in the cell itself is vibrating. So what frequency is it vibrating at, right? That's a Hertz. And yeah. so when something else comes against it, that's could shift that vibration. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it does certainly like caregivers. If you, someone said, I love you. And you can ha- feel, remember how that vibrates against our cells safety. How does that vibrate Cause you know, it's a word, but you know what that somatically is what that feels like your cells know what that feels like yeah. and there are other things that re- that vibrated against your cell but may have distorted it right and that's where illness comes from mm. and that's when we, we get put in the western medical system thinking you need to take antihistamines you need to take these things but really we we need the body knows how to heal itself miraculously i mean i always say if we were in charge of our bodies we'd be dead. We wouldn't know how to beat our heart. We wouldn't yeah. we wouldn't know those things. You'd forget cuz you'd be looking at sparkly things. Like oh yeah. the heart beating I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I hope so I'm not strange. taking us too off track.
0: Well, no, I mean, I guess what I said to you too at the beginning of the show is that sometimes spirit has the conversation you know, through us that that we're supposed to have right now. And if we have to have a part two, then maybe you have to have a part two. Um, because I feel like you need to keep going in this direction only because it's relevant for me. When you were talking about the antihistamines, it's really funny because I, um, I've i recorded a podcast episode about this, the solo show. So I really don't want to, you know, go on too much about it in case our listener at home has already heard it. But for you and for our listener who hasn't heard it, um, I guess I'm wondering about the sort of the wisdom of the body, because when you were talking about, you know, when we, when we say words like I love you and things like that, and how we can feel that within our body. Um, one of the things that I've started to pay attention to and, and something that I was actually even recently teaching in a workshop was, you know, how do memories or how do experiences show up in our body? And I had this mm-hmm. experience the other day where I went to get a, um, an eyelash tint. And the minute mm-hmm. I got into the place, everything was normal. It was like good reviews, clean place, smelt fine, blah, blah, blah. I go and I lie down on the bed, bam, immediate headache. And I knew on mm. my, on my subconscious level, my higher self level, I went girl, this is not right. Get out be here. Yeah. There's something that's wrong. And then the other mind part of mine went, well, I, I, it could be like a caffeine headache though, or it could be like, I haven't had enough water. I've just been drinking a lot of tea. Right. So I'm kind of having this sort of conversation with my heart and my head. And then also that whole awkwardness of going, well, what am I supposed to tell this technician? Hey, I just have a feeling mm-hmm. here that I'm, I'm not supposed to stay here. So, so what did I right. do? Well, I, I stayed, I stayed. And in mm-hmm. a way I'm, I'm glad I did because I learned a big lesson. So <laughs> To cut a long story short, I ended up getting a a reaction to, of course, to the eyelash tint. And so my eyes were really itchy over the last few days. I've had to take antihistamines. So that's where (laughs) you just made me think of that. It it was kind of in terms of like our bodies, our frequencies often know before Mm -hmm. we almost register. Is that right? That's exactly right. Exactly. I love that story.
1: One, I want to say that, yes, dehydration, one, is an issue. Everyone is dehydrated. That's a whole other thing. Two, the fact that you were so in tune and attunement is a big key of how do we tune in to these signs? Because it allows us to exactly possibly the next time say, you know what? I want to pay you for your time because yeah. absolutely this is valuable and your time is valuable and i want to honor myself and what my really my higher self because you're always going to have the part of the brain that is the reptilian part of the brain that watches out for you yeah absolutely that's that's the voice i mean we need that yeah we just have to see when those voices are appropriate and then how we learn to voice what we need like where does that need come up through the physical body and become an expression and that's a big step for a lot of people
0: So if you had been me and you were in that position and I mean, and, and I will just say that I'm really glad I went through that because I got a pretty good podcast Mm -hmm. episode out of it. I've got a good story and I had validation because if I had left early, I probably would have been like, what was that about? You know, I wouldn't know, but now I know, wait a minute, that's a cue for me. So have you ever been in that position where, you know, you're, you're going for something and you go, wait a minute, I, this isn't right. I can't explain it. How do you kind of gracefully get yourself out of that? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. I mean, and you know, I think there's many times that I've stayed and then there are times like, I just don't feel like this feels like a good match. It's, it doesn't feel like a good space for me right now. And when you say it from here and you're respecting another person, like I'm not just going to walk out and not pay someone because I did book the time. Yeah. But if I'm respecting the space that we've created together because the minute you sign up for something you're creating a space the minute that person put their appointment out there you're she they are creating a space yeah. and then you create the space together so acknowledging that a space has been created because energy likes to be seen hmm. and so when you see it and acknowledge that yeah they put their appointment out there you said yes to it and you whether you finished up or not you did create something And this was already like that already got created and it already happened when you experienced it, like, okay, this was almost the aftermath, both your, your beings. And who knows what this person got out of, you know, would have gotten out of it had you left, but it was perfect for you as also, because you needed, we need validation. Our bodies need validation. We need to see things. We need to feel them Mm -hmm. out of just energy and just, you know, that
0: knowing. How do you determine when you have an experience like that and you need to go through it or you need to not go through it, like remove yourself from it or go through it? Like, I guess I kind of on the conscious level when I'm going to go through it and it, maybe it's because my, my need to remove myself wasn't strong enough where I've been in situations mm-hmm. before where I've gone, no, this is not right for me. But then I'm wondering, well, did I miss like a bigger, bigger test from spirit? Did I, did I fail here or did I pass? Because I honored myself.
1: <laughs> I like how you said that this, the feeling would have been stronger hmm. that you would have, you would have followed that. And that's the thing we're, we're trying to get back to is that knowingness. We ask the questions because we've been told by so many people what's right and what's wrong and back to that duality, but we're getting back to the knowingness and what's strongest. And sometimes we're still moving through trauma patterns that the things that seem strongest may not be the things that are, you know, were that's what we're ready for if it's that strong and it's a trauma pattern, if I meet someone and like, wow, this doesn't feel good, but maybe it reminds me of a person that, that I had some abuse with. And you know what? My soul isn't ready to go to the next step with that yet. Mm. So I've got to honor that. Yeah, I've got to become kinder and more compassionate to this being that has literally gone through so much human bodies and human beings go through so much. And we often forget that. And we don't give credit to that.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, what came to me too, when you're speaking there is, is sometimes, you know, the voices of other people, when they come in and they say, Oh, you should have done that. Or you should have done that. It's like, well, no, I didn't feel that strongly. That's why I didn't do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's an interesting how we have always almost like a commentary. Um, Do you find that when you're making decisions and things that you ask a lot of people, or do you just know within yourself, truth. I, I mean, I am this, you know, even though
1: I have, you know, even though I'm a hybrid and even though I've never been to this planet before, even though this is my assignment here for this time period, I still have the work through of I'm in this human body. It's a little bit easier for me to remember what it's like to not be in a body. It's much easier for me. I remember it. It's fantastic and I remember what it was like to be dropped off here and come into this body thing but it doesn't mean that I still don't have to go through it just doesn't have to have the as much of the karmic piece of things Mm. for me so I still go through the things and I still you know am like oh right okay that's my truth or you know I'm still moving through similar things I just
0: care less about the outside context than most people do okay so let's get into this now because i feel like you just dropped a bomb for a minute um and so okay number one i will say i am not officially <laughs> familiar with the term hybrid human so i'm wondering if you can talk okay. me through that and then you did talk about how this is your first incarnation here and you remember being dropped here so yeah L. I'm all ears. Tell me the story. Do not leave any details out. I'm ready. <laughs> so I think
1: I well, let me start. I remember. I remember the whole thing. It was quite traumatic. And I didn't know why, but things I remember especially when I was, I I had a black and white TV in my room that you had to turn the dials on when I was like five or six or seven, because we didn't have remotes back then. It was only like certain channels. And I remember I would be watching something and all of a sudden what would come out of there would be these energy bodies that would have these huge hands and these huge bodies. And I would think, what? and I knew it, it felt good. It almost felt like this, oh right going into the remembrance because when energy comes into bodies it has to stuff itself in this weird structure skin suit (laughs) it's exactly it's a lot of energy to stuff into this thing right right which is why all those memes are like aliens that look weird but do they look weird or do we look weird i mean that's really the question (laughs) they're trying to stuff all this energy and somehow things pop like it's it just can't it's energy trying to shape and form itself Mm. so i always have that you know i've always had that experience because when i got dropped off here i mean i remember this feeling i can feel it as if it's right now that i'm traveling in through out from this portal with my galactic family so basically i don't know if you want me to step back
0: yeah. all
1: humans have dna from different galactic origins how would we have created this if we weren't so we do all have dna from galactic origins that have created because we're not the only star system out there there are many star systems. I think you know the most popular ones now are Arcturians, Pleiadians. I think most people probably have heard of some things like that. Yeah. And humans, right now, we they take this DNA. Just that we were talking earlier of an author who's passed, and mm-hmm. what happens with a lot of I know I'm jumping around, but we'll circle back right. of people that are sort of our you know the ones we look to. Once they leave this physical body. Their DNA and their get sort of spursed around to different peoples, different energies. So we can actually, to the Akash, we can actually pull that information from these people when we need it. Does that make? Should I go into that? Does that start to? Is that making a little sense
0: to read? I, I feel like you should keep talking because I'm I'm trying to. Okay, let me let me just explain what I think. So are you basically saying that we have, um, uh, and I'm, I'm keeping it at the entry level point that I understand. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that basically we have groups of energy and we pull parts of these groups to create other energy bodies. And that as a human being, we are in a way, a mixture of a variety of these energy beings, and it shows up in the form of DNA. Correct. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's our
1: crystalline DNA.
0: That's perfect. I love being, see this, I
1: I work with humans who can translate these things a little bit better than where it's coming from. So it feels perfect. (laughs) thank you that that is our crystalline dna okay. okay so that's where we we've got our dna the genes that we've seen that with the genome that we've broken apart but the crystalline 12 strand dna is all of these pieces coming together in this double helix in this torus shape so for me i basically this energy body that came into this You know, physical body. Basically, in order for me to come here, I've got future human DNA that brings the physical in, and most of my DNA was from a not a specific gene pool like Pleiadians or Arcturians, although there are some of there. But it's from a ship energy, and I think the easiest way to think of that is. It's sort of come down into vernacular as you know, uh, what do people call these the uh, you know ships that land what are they what are they called UFOs now blanking on it UFOs, thank you. Mm-hmm. so and people see them as lights, but basically they're energies together. and so in hybrids, we basically grow up, grow up, I'm using these terms in pods of of beings that learn and learn on these sort of screens that put through narratives so that we can understand what it is to live on this planet versus moving around other galactic energies we have one sort of quote-unquote mother and this is where the story of like i remember coming down through a portal into on this planet and all of a sudden I was here everything was great I was dropped here and then all I could look up and see was the ship mother as well as all the other beings that had come down on this experience and I was here and I had no idea why they were leaving and I was staying here it I it was very disturbing to know that I'm here but my family is not I soon learned so the father that I had on this planet uh he was part of that ship family he was here for 12 linear years of my life and then he had a horrible physical accident and then that you know i had had enough of him sort of bringing me onto this planet and from that point on that that was when okay it's now time for me to be doing the work on this planet that i'm supposed to be doing It's like when a kid grows up to an adult.
0: Right. Okay. So just to summarize, um, basically you remember coming from a ship UFO where you learned um, about life on earth, essentially through TV programs, let's say, but in order to fully experience it, you have to live it right. Which we know. So you came down to earth and you have a memory of going through a portal and entering earth here. Now, mm-hmm. I guess I'm trying to figure out as a infant, would you have a conscious mind of remembering that? Or are you remembering the portal based on when you could articulate that memory? Like
1: For a good chunk
0: of time, probably from
1: zero to six. And again, these are linear years yeah. because time is happening simultaneously in all dimensions. So this is in this one particular dimension that from zero to six, there wasn't, I was going back to the ship, not in physical form so much that by the time I hit that age, that's when I started knowing that, all right, I, this is what I am here to do. I'm here to, and I was, I'm part of the first generation of hybrids that have come to this planet-ish. There's a lot more star beings that have come in. And we know this because we just see the sensitivity level of individuals. There's, I have a friend who's a hybrid who's in her early 20s on this planet. So, the work that I was doing was really setting up this space, sending back information so that when these new generations of lavender kid, you know, there's all sorts of names for them, that they were able to come here with a higher level of consciousness to be able to shift, which is why we're going through so much shifting. Like if you think back in the seventies, which is when I came here till now, the amount of shifting and the speed with which it's occurring yeah, is mind blowing. Yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, and that's why because the energy is sped up from these beings coming in, in order to shift the frequencies
0: and energetic matrix of the planet and of the beings mm. on the planet. I do want to ask you in a minute about what you feel part of your mission is, you know, if um, you're wanting to shift things here, you know, why mm-hmm. is it that we need to do that? But before that, I guess I'm I'm interested, you, you did mention your father and that he was from a similar mm-hmm. um, ship to you. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I've always believed that we choose our parents and that we we choose our situations here in which to evolve and grow. And I guess I'm wondering whether or not you have the same belief system and i was sort of wondering as well whether or not uh, to your recollection your father also identified as being a hybrid or whether or not you determined that for him after his passing and then also where your mother fits in and, and what she thinks of all this
1: yes um, there was a knowingness between my father and i from the beginning we had this very distinct relationship um, and there was just an inner knowing, There's there was no question. So it wasn't as if we had to call each other, we just knew that this was our interaction together. And he had been to this planet before, he had had other kids, and I actually didn't even know about any of these until his actual funeral. But I knew that our relationship was so incredibly, profound in that first part to prepare me because you can't just drop someone off here at that time you had to have some sort of guide and something to ease it to happen um and i this particular family uh was one that didn't i mean i I don't participate in any of the karmic drama of it it's funny because I'm with someone my partner is very grounded and has been very in the karmic drama of their family and I just don't get it. It's like then just don't be around them. You don't need that. You don't need that. Why would you stay with them that? Yeah. You have free will. And so that's exactly exactly. We have had many <laughs> discussions about this. Like you don't need to stay with them if you couldn't be friends with them, why would you continue? Yeah. I am getting it more, believe me. It's t- I'm starting to understand it more. There's this some sort of magnetism that people have in families that I don't have with human families Right. that I have with my galactic family, but I don't have with my human family because I decided to sort of separate from them and it was fine. I didn't feel a loss Mm. and my mother was fine with me doing that. I think she knew from the beginning that there was something, you know, different So there wasn't, I never, I've never had a, I never had a curfew growing up. I never had any programming as like, when are you going to have kids? All this typical programming never had. I never even looked in a mirror. That wasn't even like, I didn't even look in a mirror to do my hair because I was like, why would you look in a mirror? You just put them like, I didn't have any of that programming. So I think that was a big, important piece for choosing these people. And it was, nothing was pushed on me.
0: Right. Oh, that's so fascinating, really. Um, I guess <laughs> there's just like so many questions that I want to ask you. I find, do you find it hard to fit in because you still went to school and you were still a teenager and, but are you kind of saying that you didn't, I hope, I hope this comes across okay. I feel like there's a lot of, of people nowadays being labeled okay as autistic or aspir and things like that and very often my understanding of it is that there's le- less of an emotional connection there more of a almost like a black and white in some cases of things so do you see that like could you explain it is it sort of like that where there's like a separation between you know because when you're a human and you've been here for many many lifetimes like i feel i have mm-hmm. you know we're carrying we're carrying yeah. stuff um I you know, I me know. not being Thank programmed. you for
1: doing that. That's huge.
0: Uh, hopefully it's my last time. Yeah, I mean you so. of- <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're carrying a lot <laughs> of stuff that it sounds to me like you didn't really have to go through, but then I'm kind of wondering how you navigate. I know I've I've asked you like 50 questions at one time here, so hopefully you can puzzle through that.
1: Yeah, I well, one thing is, you know, the boxes keep humans feeling safe because they're definitions and the the spectrum i think is appropriate because a spectrum is all about the different qualities of light or sound or vibration a lot of which we can't even see or hear as human beings so when things go outside of the prescribed normal things that we can see or hear we then have to label them because we don't know so asperger's autism. like these people are connecting to energies in a very different way. And just because the socialization isn't within that narrow spectrum that we can see and hear, we have to call it something that's not in that narrow spectrum. So it gets a name and we're just not, we're not used to it. Right. We're not used to it. Does it bother anyone else that they're connecting in a different way? I don't think so. I think that that's really amazing and special that people are able to connect in different dimensions. We just haven't created a broader spectrum and accepted that there are many things and more things that we can't see and hear that are there Mm -hmm. and that we may need to use. We haven't developed the tools within this physical body to assess that, to feel it. And that's what's coming up right now, are a lot of tools to be able to do that, which which is why I think channeling is so big, which is why these new tools, and they used to not be new tools, but they are now. They're remembrances of tools and these codexes, they're called, of this capacity for us. So we're we're moving back in that direction.
0: So before Hopefully we talk about, yeah, it well, before we talk about limitations and things, because I'm kind of curious about that, I, I I guess I'm wondering, so did you have a hard time fitting in and in, in your experience, have other hybrids that you've met, are they aware that they're a hybrid also? And then that's why they're different because, and I'm not saying different in anything other than, you know, you know, we're all different. Yeah.
1: This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. I did let's see. Well, I didn't really I didn't really like the normal things, anyways. I don't like blockbuster movies. I've never liked that. I've never liked the things that put people in big groups, anyways. So I didn't necessarily feel like I was an outsider. There were things I really liked. I loved, I mean, I was a competitive swimmer. I loved being in the water and I had all of these conversations. Like that was a time when I, I would spend probably with competitive swimming, you spend three hours in the pool in the afternoon and sometimes you have morning workouts. So there was a lot of time that I got, we were just hours and hours of swimming that I got to just have these conversations in this plasmic state because water is a plasmic state. Yeah, And it allowed me to just, be in relation with information that wasn't around when I was not in the water yeah and I think that's sort of how channeling is because you're and the Akash like all the information I remember a teacher long ago told me like why you don't necessarily have to study for tests if you can open your space all the information is accessible
0: around you Oh, wouldn't that be fascinating where they teach kids? Hey, all you got to do is just, you know, go into a theta state and just channel that <laughs> channel Einstein for your night. You'll be fine. That's great. So
1: why would you have to spend 12 years in tiny little chairs, making your body not move and sit still for hours because when you can have do to that
0: controlled that way? That's why, because exactly. what if everyone exactly. found their power? You know, um, what are your thoughts right. on the the limitations, you know, that we have here? Um, before I hit record, you and I were talking about the author, Stuart Wilde. And one of the things that he was talking about in his books was about, um, you know, people who could like run really fast like the speed of light not the speed of light sorry that's not a direct quote but basically he's implying that like run in an an abnormal speed that most of us would just never believe so i guess i'm wondering Mm. whether or not you feel it's difficult to are you limited in your human body in the same way that other humans are or are are you a a magical manifester um, because you know better I
1: know, not just me, but I think you hit the nail on the head is the belief. And the when and this is, I think, a big piece of my mission is that moving people beyond their current limitations and what they think is possible, because when you deconstruct current realities, you allow for a multidimensional framework to start to build itself. Around you, which allows for you to drop into those. And everyone's experienced, you know, running at the speed of Tom Hanks in that one movie. We've all experienced that in some way because we've been in the, you know, the zone, we've been in that theta state, we've been in that place where we are moving outside of our physical bodies, but still can bring it back in. And move with that same energy in the physical body in some way. Everyone's experienced it. I don't think there's one person that hasn't. It just looks different in everyone. So that's what connects us to this crystalline structure. And so I think everyone can do it. We're just at different states of being with it or different states of desiring
0: Right. Right. Desiring because there are some people like myself who want to work on myself every single day, almost all the time to the point where I got to go, mm-hmm. girl, take some time off and just be Stop mm-hmm. learning where another people, mm-hmm. they have no self-awareness or want to, they have no desire for that. So it's interesting to have, I'm not saying I'm at one end and someone else is at the other, but you know, my own experience is, mm-hmm. is a certain way. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it was in the book, in the movie. What the bleep do you know? But I feel like it was. Did you watch that movie? I have,
1: but it's been so many years that it yeah, came out. I watched so, it when um, it
0: first sort of came out. It's sort of dated now. If our listener at home is like, "What are you talking about?" It's on YouTube. It is amazing. Um, there's a the whole water was it Marley Matlin in that? I can't remember the main actor. There's an actress who is deaf, um, hearing impaired. or so I think Marley Matlin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That was such a good movie, but I remember when I was watching it, I do believe it was that one. There was a lot of talk around healing yourself, but there was a lot of talk around how you have to believe it on all levels. Like the minute that there's doubt, and I could be confusing that movie with another, you know, zeitgeist or the secret, even Mm -hmm. at the time when I watched it back in early 2000s. Um, But it was the whole idea that, you know, if you believe something 90%, Let's pretend. Well, the ten percent creates doubt, and therefore mm-hmm. you won't achieve it. And if you believe something ninety-nine point nine percent, well, that point 0.1% mm-hmm. is enough of a factor to stop that from being able to mm-hmm. um, to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you kind mm-hmm. of help people? You mentioned that you know part of your mission here is to sort of help people maybe believe in themselves more or understand that the power that they hold within. Uh, How do you help them overcome that and remove that 0.1% that's really getting in their way of achieving whatever it is that they desire?
1: I don't know if it's ever a removing that actually. And I would honestly, and I know it's been 20, I would at this moment, and I may have thought differently then, I'm sure I did, I'm gonna disagree with that. Okay, great. That 1% or the 10% or whatever it is, constantly gives us something to bump up against. That's what we still need because, and going back to neutrality, we don't stay constantly in the middle. If again, if we did, there's no way that this body would live. You think of fish that are moving, jellyfish, octopus, they're, they're moving in this flowing state. They're constantly moving and they bump up against things to understand. So our journey into you know, manifesting or bringing about, because we're not necessarily bringing about the next thing that we want. What it is, is that we're aligning ourselves with this process of being able to bump up against our edges and to still come back in alignment with our center so that we can recognize what is in our sphere to see if that resonates with us. Because if we go back to the fact that everything is around us, every experience is around us, everything is happening at the same time, you have access to all of your dimensional bodies at the same time, right at this moment. So if I'm able to move and bump up against something on one edge, that 10% and then come back into the middle, and move, then I'm gonna know that what's in my space that I can't see, but that I can start to engage with that because I'm not actually trying to manifest anything. I'm actually just trying to see if what's already here feels like what I
0: want to experience right now. So I've been doing a and lot that of choice. Abraham Hicks learnings um, mm-hmm. from Esther Hicks, you know, she channels Abraham. Mm-hmm. I would say Abraham yep. Hicks, but it's not, but you know, you know what I'm saying? And yep. one of the things that I really, um, was really powerful for me, um, to be reminded of was that when we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. And that kind of reminded me of you talking about when we're bumping up against these edges, what it's doing is it's yep. showing us, I suppose, in, in some sort of way, what frequency we're on to receive, because if we weren't receiving that, mm-hmm. um, we or if we are receiving that it's because we're putting that out there, but then, you know, by you knowing what you don't want, then you can kind of tailor your life to start to attract the things that you don't want. Is that another way of, of explaining it at a different entry level?
1: Yes. And I want to even say that I want to take the word attraction out of it okay? as well. I think we've moved away. I've we've, we've gone from the law of attraction and moving into that into a even more nuanced way of we, as we start to bump up against these things, we then start to just create and mold and shape what our environment is looking like. And not necessarily by, by our physical hands of doing that or by our mental state of saying, I want my environment to look like this. I just start to know what it feels like to bump up against a little bit of, I love you and you're safe. Or this feels really, my heart just feels really expansive or I feel excited by this interaction that I'm having with you right at this moment. That I'm in this, at this moment And the universe is learning this information from me, that you and I having this conversation is exciting, and I'm in it, and we didn't cover, we didn't go along all the questions, (laughs) but we're in it, and the universe is learning that from me. So that's sort of the drawing in of what it's learning, which we
0: quote-unquote called attraction. Okay. And then that's why there's power in gratitude because gratitude is acknowledgement mm-hmm. of something. And one of the things that I do is mm-hmm. when I'm on a, when I'm experiencing something that I like, I go, thank you. Thank you more, please. Cause I want to put that out mm-hmm. there and say, yeah, I like this for example. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's even though the universe has learned it, it just gives us the sense of, oh yeah, I'm, I get in a habit of that. The universe has learned it the universe doesn't need us to say, thank you. We need us to keep in that pattern. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But we need to do it because we're humans. We need that pattern. We need that energy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's exactly
0: right. And I suppose you have to kind of put it in your own words. Like when I say, thank you, thank you more, please. That for me puts me in the line of receiving. It puts me in the line of acknowledging what it is that Mm -hmm. I do want. And that for me is my truth. So that works for me. Whereas that might not be the way that you're responding. Right, what if, it's, what if it's someone going to, you know,
1: a Starbucks and buying the coffee for the next person? What if it's someone going to the park and moving and dancing? Like that can look any way versus just verbal. It, can, yeah. it has a wide array of expression and that's what we want mm-hmm. to encourage for people is to mm-hmm. find that way of expression and not to, and you know, to move beyond the embarrassment of and the uncomfortableness of shifting that because it is it's a pattern that we we learn that this is how we say thank you this is how we, right. and that can work for some people but not for everyone
0: right and i will say too that when i say that i feel it in my soul as well so for me i'm very clear yeah. on building an emotional connection with the words that i say or what i articulate because I believe yep. that's really powerful yep. for me. What part do emotions play uh, in your life? And, and do you have emotions in the same way that you, you know, might assume most humans do? Um, or are emotions not really a factor for you?
1: No, for me, emotions are very much in, you know, in the surface and here and uh, a part of the experience for me. I mean, I can just feel the myriad of emotions that I'm having right now in the in my physical body. It, you know, and that's how I also get the that's how I connect with others as well because it's it's a combination of like is this mine? Is this yours? Is it what we're created together? So I start to understand our relationship by Mm. those emotions. And when I'm, when I'm in it, when I'm present, when I'm with it, I like, yes, this is, this is, and it directs me. I use it to direct me to what the next thing is, or do I start to, do I stay silent here? Or do I hold space? It sort of directs me as to how to move in a space with other beings. When I'm on my own, If I was on my own on the planet, I probably would have no emotions because I can just move through. But my emotions come up when in order to understand being with other beings.
0: Right. Okay. So it seems to me when you explain it like that, that you have a very uh, strong ability to be present. Um, Whereas many, (laughs) many humans, myself included, have been working on this for many, 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 many many years. Don't want to age myself here but um, (laughs) many years about how aware I am that very often I'm in the past or I'm in the future and not always here. But when you're talking, it seems to me that I don't know if you're even conscientious about shifting your emotions to connect with another person, but it seems to me that you're hyper aware. Are you very often present all the time? It depends on what I'm doing,
1: which is why I also need, I like a lot of space space. In myself, because then I don't have to be so connected with that because so for example, our time together, I couldn't do this necessarily unless I prepared for it for a long span of time. But that's why for me movement like I will go and do movement after this because that will help shift what's what we change because just in this time that we've been talking we've made huge shifts in the universal grid and energy field and put new information in there that's accessible to others so each time we do this we put new information in the field for people to be able to access which is why it's so important that conversations like this and presence between people is happening right now that relationships relationships with elements Relationships with other beings, relationships with space are being looked at and and built and generated because this is what puts the new information in the field for things to change. Galactic Hmm. beings can only help so much because they cannot change free will. They come, they can put some information into the grid works and the frameworks for people to get to but they don't we don't come in and change things for people that's a big thing there's not changing things there's information that's put in there that's accessible and now we're participating in that so every time you do a podcast every time you even you know have a connection with another a relationship with another another of anything That's changing the structure of the energy Mm. of this world.
0: Mm. That's cool. And what I like about that too is, you know, sometimes you can hear one idea and it sparks a whole new conversation and a whole Mm. new manifestation, you know, in that person. So um, I do want to move on to the conversation. Um, You did mention dimensions that were existing in different dimensions at the same time. I was hoping you could clarify that a little bit more for me. And then I do want to talk a bit about the power of water, um, because I think that that's a really important conversation to have. But before we get to that, and I will say to our listener at home, I think that's probably going to be a part two. Um, I did want to ask you again, though, about the conversation in terms of manifestation. I don't know if manifestation is a word that that you particularly enjoy using, or or you know how you feel about that. But I do wonder, you know, do you believe that we create our reality with our mind? Do you believe that? you know, um, like, have you been able to create uh, the wondrous life that you desire? Do you desire more? Um, Is that just an ego thing? What are your kind of thoughts on that? Because I personally am a big fan of, like, setting goals and, like, visioning them coming to life and using my imagination Mm -hmm. and and following my flow, you know, like, in terms of listening to my truth. So, yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think
1: that goal setting, and when I say goal setting, all of a sudden my, and this has always happened, it's like my body's like cringing because, like, yeah, don't put yourself in a box. What if something happens? Yeah, and right. yet, it's like, and yet I think it's still valuable to place some things. I mean, I've seen it happen i've I've owned businesses before, and I remember like we would put exactly what we wanted for the next week up on the whiteboard, and like, yes, then that would we would surpass that. And I, it's it is definitely one of the tools. and do I I mean, there's more to I mean, I would be okay with like if this is the end of my life and I walk outside and I've left this body, that'd be fine. but I know that's not going to happen. Um so. There is certainly more that I'm going to be experiencing. I don't think I, you know, my ideal life would be, there was this, when I was a kid, there was a Don Knotts movie called The Incredible Mr. Limpet. When I watched it a year ago, it was not as good as I thought it was as a kid. But basically he went into the ocean and was this, because that's where he felt his community and he just was moving through the water. I think of that like, that would be my ideal life how does that look in a physical body and with the systems we have now, I am still yet to figure that out. To be honest with you, (laughs) like, no, I, it's not like I have this, like, and I like traveling. I travel, but like, it's, I don't have, like, I'm not at the end, like, here's the exact life that I wanted. I, you know, I don't know what that is because I don't think I came in with knowing like, this is a life that I want because I don't know how this feeling could look in our
0: systems right mm. now and then you don't know what you want until you know what you don't want also because you are still here experiencing yep. life you know whether <laughs> you you like to or not do you ever yes. go back to the ship and share your information or do you have some kind of a, a line it happens that happens astral- constantly yeah. yep okay yeah
1: yep that happens constantly through sometimes I'll hear these, this buzzing, I'll know when it's happening. So that just happens on its own. And I, I do like, I've done a lot of inner child therapy work. I mean, I've done a lot of therapy work, but the inner child has really been profound because Mm. that's the being that sort of lost the family. And so In doing that work, reconnecting, and I can even feel that inner child part of myself, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, when I got to reconnect with, like, for that part of this being, because that was the part of me that, like, said, this life is really hard here. I don't know if I like this, but that inner child got to reconnect with. And even though as an adult, I was constantly streaming information from there and the knowledge, that part of me was reconnected to there. So there is a constant exchange there's a a sort of a taking care of like when that inner child's like okay great hang out with that family Mm -hmm. and be with with that family and that feels alive Mm -hmm. and so how does all this like how do i how do i move with this in the systems that are here none of the systems fit which i guess is the do you fit in with things so none of the systems do fit but we're we're here creating new systems so that's where we are. And so I'm moving through and watching these and still hold that. And I get to watch people sort of blossom into these more than they thought their capacity was. And that's, that's where, you know, and everyone's got the different, different capacities. So that's a life I want to live. Does that mean I have a king size bed? And if I've been like, I don't know, but that's the life, those things that I want to be living. These conversations is yes. what I want to be living.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I am going to invite you back for a part two, because, um, I feel like this conversation, um, probably 80% of it went where I didn't expect it to go. And I, absolutely loved it. So is there anything that I didn't ask you, Yael, that you wanted to mention here on the show? And um, just for our listener at home, I'll put a link to in the show notes um, for all Yael's links as well. So you can connect. I would love for
1: right now for the listeners, just to take a moment to feel how their body feels right now, after being in this exchange, because they're a part of this exchange. Everyone that comes into contact with this conversation is changing it, is adding to it by just their energy, and is creating a whole new geometric dimension that they're putting into the universe. So just notice how you feel in your body, whatever that is, without you know uh, judgment. And I'm noticing that, right? You know, I'm noticing the different parts, and I'm noticing the structure of the sort of sphere that's coming out from my heart right now and the warmth that's coming from the back of the spine and so allow yourself some time to just be in that before you move to your next destination Mm -hmm. whatever that is
0: beautiful well thank you so much for being on the show it's been fascinating thank you it was great hi thanks so much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoyed it If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.